Welcome to the Stickers on the Mic podcast brought to you by StickerGiant.com, where we talk with our customers about how they started their business, how they're marketing their brand, and how they're growing their company. Without further ado, it's time for the Stickers on the Mic podcast from StickerGiant. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Stickers on the Mic. Andrew with you here once again, and I'm dialing in Miriam Weiskin from Brooklyn from the ZA Report. Miriam, welcome. Hello. Slice to meet you. That's right. Slice to meet you, too. Um, <laughs> it has been enjoyable engaging with you and your brand on Instagram through Sticker Giant and our channels, and I just had uh, to reach out and talk to you because you have quite a story. Um Give us your pizza story before we get to your sticker story. Obviously, your story is pizza. So tell us about the ZA Report. Uh, So the ZA Report is originally, it was a kind of like this review, pizza review thing I started about 10 years ago um, because I I had my own design company. I specialize in brand strategy and marketing, and I became a freelance art director and took on a side job doing pizza tours in New York City quite possibly the cheesiest, best paid hobby on the planet. Um, And I would spend every Friday taking 16 strangers around, teaching them a complete evolution and history of pizza. Um, And the best part was they were taking advice from a girl who's from Ohio. And it's always fun to be like, do you guys really trust me? Because I cut my pizza in squares and they do wedges here in New York. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I worked to help build up Scott's Pizza Tours for eight years. And then I decided uh, that I wanted to pursue pizza a little bit more and I traded six figures for minimum wage and started working in some of my favorite pizzerias um, in New York in order to learn the craft and the trade and figure out how I could maybe become like a pizza consultant and do pop-ups. I don't know. At the time I was like, eh, sky's the limit. Um, so the first pizzeria to take me under their wings was uh, Polly G's. He's like, when can you start? Within the first night, I was able to fire up a pie in his thousand degree oven. And he's like, I'd like to offer you a paid apprenticeship. And I was like, sold. Um, So with that, I was there for about two months. I was leading corporate pizza tours for Scott's Pizza Tours. The pandemic hit. We all got shut down. Um, So a lot of New York, we were stuck inside, told not to go outside. I know we were hit the hardest initially. And, um, I started baking pizzas out of my apartment, uh, just to keep myself busy. And then, um, my mom was like, oh, maybe you should like give them away to neighbors. So I was like, oh, that's a great idea. Like to do something good with what I'm doing. Cause it was too much pizza for me to eat. And I didn't want to blow up to 500 pounds. So, um, I put a menu up in my, uh, above the mailboxes and a pizza box that had a message and it said, Hey, uh, pizza making pizza baking makes me happy. I know a lot of us have lost our jobs. Enjoy a free pizza on me to help making your make your days a little bit easier. Because most people in the building either lost their jobs, there was an EMT, there was an elderly woman. So I figured this was my way to help out. And somebody outside of the building was like, well, can I help pay for supplies? Like I'll pay a pie forward. I want to buy the pizza for the elderly woman on first floor every week. And I was like, sure. Other people outside of the building started wanting to see if they could get pizza. And I started documenting everything on Instagram and I would do these things called live at five where people would just watch me bake pizza from my apartment. And, uh, I would say within like two months of me doing this, it gained a lot of traction and the New York times wrote me up. And then I became this, this coveted speakeasy pizzeria in New York city. So I'm surrounded by like five pizzerias and I would put a little TV stand with two folding chairs outside of my apartment 
and people, you know, people could request that table. I gave one person that one group of people at table a night and everyone would walk by and be like, where, where is that pizza from? And they're like the girl in the apartment upstairs. Um, but the whole thing with the pizza is that it was, I gave it away for free to anyone who lost their job because at the time, a lot of New York was unemployed, uh, first responders and essential workers. I literally was trading pizza with people working at key foods in order to get extra amount of cheese. Um, because there's like, Oh, only four per family. And then anyone who was just feeling depressed. So a lot of people like had a lot of emotional, you know, it's like, we all were emotionally very challenged at that time. So I found that giving somebody a free pizza could boost their morale and give them something to look forward to the live at five that I would stream on Instagram. I found that that gave people something to watch. Um, so it was going well, my parents, uh, live in Ohio and my mom, uh, had to go to the hospital for a procedure. Um, that was kind of went wonky, had to go back for a major surgery. And at that time, she and my father both came home with COVID, um, by the time my brothers and sister and I realized that my parents had COVID because my dad's like, Oh, I can't, uh, taste peanut butter. And my mom sounded awful. And I'm like, you guys both have COVID. You need to go get tested. But like within that 24 hour period, my mom had to be rushed to the hospital because she couldn't breathe and she was delirious. And she was on a ventilator for five weeks. And then we, uh, COVID just, she succumbed to it. So it was very hard for, for us, very hard for me. And, uh, during that time, those five weeks, I, would bake for my dad, um, before all my live at fives, just to like give him some hope and distract him. And then unlike the actual day that my mom passed, I had like, I had 25 pizza pickups and <laughs> I couldn't cancel. I'm like, nobody knew that day. It was August 21st, 2020. Nobody knew that my mom passed, but I still like made a point to bake all these pizzas. And, and she would tell me like, you need to give people the pizza. And so I always say, it's like, do good, be good. And to your neighbors. And so every pizza I bake is, is in honor of my mom. And, you know, she never had to try it, which is hard. Like, even when we went home for a funeral, we couldn't go near my dad because it was cause he had COVID too. Right. And it was tough. And I waited, I, would, I waited and waited. And then finally I was able to drive back to Ohio and bake pizza for my dad for the first time. And he's like, you're not my child. He's like, your mom would be so proud. So um, I am in the process, like I've had a lot of good, I say, I don't want to call it fortune in the monetarily speaking, but fortune in gratitude and generosity. Um, I was able to transition out of my apartment into a restaurant that was given to me for two days a week and I could do whatever I want and sold out every single night I was doing that. And now I am popping up with local businesses just on the weekends doing big events. And I've got a couple hundred people that will line up for pizza 30 minutes before my oven is even on. So I guess the pizza tastes good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, and it's funny, it's like Sicilian pizza. It's like people go nuts over my Sicilian pizza. And I created this viral pizza that's called the baby butter MJ because at the time, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary is on and I was sent a very long pan and I made a red top pizza and the, the dimensions were 23 inches. It took 23 hours to make this pizza. And then I went on eBay and bought all these vintage Michael Jordan cards. And people are like, you're insane to give it out with every hug. Let me grab one. Everyone thinks it's insane that I give them out with every single Michael Jordan pie. Um, so like, this is the, the cheesy Valentine. So and they're like from 1990. So when people pick up pizza, I'll be like, you know, this, this is like almost 32 years old. So I have people that would collect them. Um, 
but so long story short, I'm also doing these out of uni ovens now. Mm. And um, I am in now in the process of opening my own pizzeria on the, the other really fun fact about what I'm doing aside from like honoring my mom's memory is that there are only seven pizzerias owned by women out of the 2,500 in New York city. And I'm going to be number eight. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and just to be able to bake pizza in a space where people that need a meal can always come, people can pay pies forward and people can just show up at my pizzeria and they sit down and they get a free meal as an act of kindness from other people. Um, and it's, it's all to honor my mom because she was a, a do-gooder. She was really, she did so much for a community to help others. And I'm my dad's like, you're a spitting image of her. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my story in nutshell. And it's still like, I'm still writing chapters and, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, you know, I discovered you guys through, yeah. um, the restaurant which is called number seven. They gave me their space and they had all these really cool stickers. I'm like, where do you get the stickers, man? They're like sticker giants. So this stickers have officially become like one of the, this is my box, like one of the most coveted things that people collect. And I don't give them out for free unless you're a child. Um, but, and it kills me because every kid walks away with them stuck on them and the adults yeah. are like, you're wasting the sticker. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cause yeah, I saw you tagged us on Instagram and, and so you're using the stickers to give away to kids right now. Yeah. 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 That's um, and then my Kickstarter that I'm launching in uh, two weeks, Oh, nice. uh, every, every donation is going to get a thank you card. Plus uh, I got, I have to order more stickers cool. plus a sticker. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I'm a huge sticker collector. So for me, uh, when I came up with this design and the whole thing is like, I'm very cheesy. So the sticker says have a slice day. People like instantly light up. They're like, and even like in passing, I'll walk in and I'll say slice to meet you. And people are like, did she just say that? And then my friends are like, you know, they don't know that you're a pizza person. I was like, hey, it's okay. It's going to stop them in their tracks. But I always tell people, have a slice day. And they're like, yeah, thank you. But it makes them smile. And that's the whole point is like creating pizza, creating memories and bringing happiness to people in their lives. That's awesome. Um, that's fantastic. Uh, so, you know, how does one, so when it comes, especially to Neapolitan pizza, like there's like a very strict certification, like ingredients process, you know, um, I don't know if you're going down that road, you don't have to do that, of course. Right. Um, but that's kind of the style you kind of looks like you're doing as a Neapolitan. I, I love Sicilian pizza as a Sicilian myself. So I like the thick crust and I'm from Chicago. So deep dish is my sort yeah. of passion. That's my passion, but like, you can't really get that out here and it's all chains. Anyway, um, enough about my pizza story. Um, oh, I, love, I love deep dish. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's so good. 15 it's, grams of protein in one slice. It's great for recovery if you're an ultra runner. I, that's what you said you do. So <laughs> that probably helps. Um, so you're working with Uni, like you said. Um, it also You also have other partners. You got Reveal, Baking Steel. How did you sort of line up these purveyors to get to put all this stuff together. Cause like, it's cool. The do good thing. And the story is amazing. But at the end of the day too, you're like, I'm running a business now. So you have to have materials and, and hardware and a plan. And you've got a plan. It sounds like, but you know, how are you going to grow this thing? Right. We've, your marketing obviously is good. Cause you, you went viral. You got the baby butter MJ, you got good stickers, you know, you got a good Instagram that following in a year at 16,000 people is a pretty fast growth. Right. So how, what does the growth look like? And how does, how do the partners fit into all that? Um, so Breville had their PR company had loaned me some ovens and that's how I was able to transition from like four pies a day to 20 
because it would take about like all said and done three minutes to make a pizza in that oven. And I have two of them. Um, so they, you know, they helped me out with that. And then Uni wrote to me and they're like, we love what you're doing. We're sending you an oven. And I'm like, let's be real. I live in Brooklyn, New York. Do you know what that means? That means that I can't just put an Uni on my fire escape. So, but I really wanted to work with that company because they represented a lot about, it's just, there was a lot in, a lot of similarities in what we do for our community. Like, um, Uni really encourages home pizza bakers to just give it their best and to have fun and to really, you know, embrace the product. And, um, and as a whole, like everyone that I'd met in the company was just really nice and they, the core values aligned with mine. So I found a way to make it work where I would book outdoor venues and I could use their ovens and like my pizza completely transformed. I became like the official Uni speakeasy in Brooklyn, New York. Um, so the way that I'm working with the, and like even the pepperoni. So it's from Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Ohio. And a lot of, there's a, every single ingredient and everything I use, there's a reason for it. It's not just arbitrary or because somebody said to do it. Um, so the pepperoni it's from Columbus, Ohio, and that pepperoni was used on some of my favorite pizzas growing up. And it's a really, really high quality pepperoni. And you only find it some of the top pizzerias in New York city. The owner would ship me boxes of it to use for my, um, my, I baked 5,000 pizzas out of my apartment, like, which is insane. Cause I live in like a tiny, literally this apartment might be 300 square feet. It's tiny. Um, so I should have actually written to Guinness book of world records and be like, can I get a world record for the most amount of pizzas baked out of a shoebox in New York city? Um, but so he would send me pepperoni, Partana would give me oil, um, Stanislaus, which is the tomato company. The rep would drop off boxes to me. So everybody would, was paying it forward. So I could keep giving away free pizzas. Um, Stanislaus was a tomato that was used on my favorite pizza as a kid growing up. Grande, which is a cheese they were used on my pizza. Leone is a cheese out of New Jersey love their cheese. Um, I know them personally. So there was a reason for everything. And even like the way I got my flour when I started was I went to a pizzeria and it got, and the owner gave me a clear plastic bag full of flour. And imagine this, like here comes this girl walking down the street, carrying a clear plastic bag of white powder. (laughs) I was like, hell Chapo, or I should be La Chapa (laughs) walking down the street with like, with, with what must have been like 70 kilos of Caputo flour. Um, but there's a story behind everything I'm using. And those are the companies I continue to work with. Um, I am incorporating Breville and Uni into the brick and mortar that I open up because I'm going to offer a home, um, a pizza school for home bakers. So nice. they get a two day workshop. One day they learn how to make dough and all the basic fundamentals of pizza making. Second day, they actually get to use the equipment because what I found is like, the most important thing is showing somebody and letting them use the equipment so that they can then buy it and take it home. Um, but those are brands I'm, you know, I'm partnered with them and I'm continuing to support them because I believe in them. Um, so for New Yorkers, electric ovens are great because you can use them indoors. Um, but if you happen to be lucky and you have an outdoor space, that uni oven is in their code of 16 is amazing. Like you can fold it up and put it in a closet. Um, I keep one in my car all the time. And then for Sicilian pizza, I use like an old dingy oven and two pieces of baking steel in there. Right. And that's the other like, yeah. So those are all companies that I work with because they just, they're, they're really our superior products. And at the end of the day, like we're all a community. So like yeah. Breville loves Uni and Uni loves Breville. They do different things, but they support the craft of baking pizza. 
Yeah, they're very different. Uni follows me all around Facebook. I, I would want, I w- I've been on this website before. We need to do some Uni stickers. Yeah, I, I like their product. Uh, it If I could build my outdoor pizza space here in my backyard, it would, that they're very compact looking. And uh, yeah, you just, I, why don't you just go ahead and get one? You need propane. <laughs> you fancy in Colorado, you could use the wood. Yeah. But like, literally, it'll just go, you can slide it under the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, these are very, very cool uh, products. I'm, uh, I'm glad to hear you endorse them so, so highly. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of ground, uh, and rarely I'll have you know that I am um, not asking very many questions. So, uh, thank oh, you for we can filling in all the blanks here. Oh, and you asked me about like you asked me about like VPN certified Neapolitan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So my pizza is what I call Neapolitan-ish. So that's what Neo. I saw. That's why I wanted to clarify because yeah. I know so that I've Neo. researched it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's Neo and there's Nia. Yeah. Neapolitan is like the new age Neapolitan. It's what Americans do in a Neapolitan pizza. I don't believe I need to have a VPN certification to right. make some of the best pizza in the world. Right. I feel that what makes the good pizza is the quality of the ingredients, the pizza baker and the love they put into it. So um, my technique and my, and my technique and my craft is a combination of things that you see in Neapolitan pizzerias. Um, but more or less, I have my own styles and techniques like yeah. I slap the dough open, but I toss it. And yeah. if you were VPN certified, you don't toss that dough. But you know what? It makes people smile. So I toss it. Occasionally I drop it. It happens. Um, <laughs> but so like the shop I'm opening, it's going to have dining. There's going to be table service for the, the Neapolitan pizza right. or the Neapolitan-ish. But for I'm alternating. So I'll have nights when it's only Sicilian and that's takeout. So we're going to be alternating like the styles you can get. It's not either it's not either or or both um you have to come in for the night to get that specific type of pizza um and i make these like my sicilian is like a new york sicilian with a slight detroit influence on it Mm -hmm. but i do crazy things on these little like six by six pans where you'll get um like i do frito pie pizza where i i basically create recreate the frito pie on this little six by six cut into six little bites and then I put Skyline Chili on it, which yeah, is Yeah, I know Skyline Chili. You can get it out here too, but that's one of my, I love Skyline Chili. Yeah, on a pizza though, people are like, whoa. And I'm like, just don't look at it before it goes on the pizza, but it's like magic on oh, there. Oh God, Skyline Chili is delicious. But like I'm doing a pop-up uh, Saturday. I'm I'm teaming up with a bar for Oktoberfest. Nice. And they're like, can you do an Oktoberfest pizza? And I was like, are you kidding me? An excuse to use beer cheese? Heck yeah. So I'm doing a round and this is like every single pop-up. I do a pizza where I, it's completely different. Like people never had it before. I just design a new pizza. So this one is going to be, uh, it's the Neapolitanish pizza. So it's wood fired. Mm-hmm. It has provolone and then it has crumbled bratwurst post bake. It gets, uh, the sauerkraut and then they get a little cup of beer cheese to dip their warm crust in. And I'm That's like, so fun. That's Oktoberfest for you. <laughs> That's awesome. So you got the Bell Margarita, the Hands Up Pepperoni, the Cheese Hater, the Truffle Amor, the Yum Yum Hawaiian. You've got this off the record. And then there, you're talking about that uh, Baby Butter MJ one too. Yeah. Right? So that uh, then you got the New York Cheese, New York Pepperoni, and then the Pub Pie. So there's a lot of options for people too, right? Yep. Nutella even, s'mores, cookie monsters. Oh, the s'mores is crazy good. Really? Yeah. So So you're able to like keep it classic, but then do these kind of like fashion forward kind of tastes too, whether it's, whether it's Oktoberfest or s'mores. Yeah. Like last week we did a, um, the place I popped in, popped up at, they have a, their, their chef is from Trinidad. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you're going to give me one ingredient 
and I'm going to create a pizza with it. So she gave me a pulled brisket. It was a Trinidadian pulled brisket. So I put that on a pizza with fresh mozzarella, um, some pickled garlic, red onions. Mm. And then I did jalapeno and then post bake in honor of my dad. I did sweet baby Ray's barbecue sauce swirl. And it was just, it was a phenomenal pizza. Nice. And she's just like, I can't believe you took the brisket and did that with pizza. And I'm like, and then people are like, I can't believe you put brisket on pizza. And I'm like, it's all about magic, but that's one that we call off the record. Uh-huh. So it's like, you don't have a choice. You have to take what it is. And it only backfired on me in a way, in a good way. Once some girl comes to the pop-up and goes, uh, I don't want the off the record that I just saw someone get. And it was the s'mores. So I was like, okay, well, you're kind of limited. And she's like, well, I'll take a vegetarian pizza. So whatever vegetables you have, just put them on. Now at the time I was in a, in a restaurant that had just shut down and they, they were moving. I was still using this space, but there was like nothing in the walk-in. So I said, okay, I'm going to make you a pizza with whatever I find in the walk-in. So the result was, and this is the Ohio in me, I created a classy version of Papa John's pizza. So she got the six cheese, New York, the, the six cheese, New York blend with minced garlic all over it. And then post-bake, it got banana peppers all over it. And then it put a cube of cold butter right in the middle. So as it melted, you like dip your pizza in, you dip your crust into it. But it was like, this is like garlic butter at its best. So that's why we call it like the rendition of like Papa John's pizza. And that pizza is now called the Austin because one of my brothers is a huge Mustang fan. His name's Adam. And so kind of like poke fun at him a little bit. And uh, he also loves Papa John's and the pepperoncinis. So that pizza has become his. So like everyone in my family kind of has a nod to them. Mm. The cheese hater is now called the Ray cheese hater. Cause my sister's mm. name is Rachel and she always asks for no cheese. So, but they all have a little nod to them. Nice. So. That's awesome. So from family start to uh, start to finish, really, that's really awesome. And, you know, uh, especially in a year that was so hard, you clearly not only created some buzz, but you did some good, Right. And, and I think that's pretty admirable. So thank you, Miriam. Um, and good luck, uh, in this pizza journey that you're sort of charting here. Well, thank you. I'm going to continue to have the sticker giant stickers always yeah. accessible. They'll be in the, and you know, I get to a point one day where it's like, here's your check and a sticker. It's like the it's stickers are like the best way to promote yourself. So, um, but I'm, I feel fortunate to have found you guys because like, it's been, become such like a huge tool for mm-hmm. my marketing. Um, and I recommend you to everybody else now too. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, folks, we say this on the show every time every sticker has a story today. It's Miriam's the za report sticker story. She's given out to kids who are at the pop-ups in Brooklyn and the various events and the future storefront that you're going to develop. Very exciting, uh, growth story for you. And we'll be following closely and, and good luck as you, you start the brick and mortar world too. Right. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Um, Good luck from 5,000 pizzas in your shoebox apartment to however many tens of thousands of pizzas to the fans of New York who are excited about your brand. So congrats to you. Um, Thank you, everybody. As always, Andrew, it's my pleasure to be here and share these stories with everybody. Be good to each other. And uh, we'll see you next time. Pizza out. Pizza out. That wraps up this episode of Stickers on the Mic, brought to you by StickerGiant.com. You can download us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher. 
If you enjoy what you're hearing, please leave us a review. It helps us reach new listeners and share our customer sticker stories. And if you're inspired to create your own stickers or labels, head over to stickergiant.com to check out our options and use the coupon podcast to take 20% off your first item. Thanks again for listening to Stickers on the Mic.